Welcome, witches. Welcome back to a new season of The Still Rooms Grimoire. I'm your host, April Eckweilen. So let's just let's just check in really quick. It's been a hot minute since um, since we've chatted, and uh, you know we had the hustle and bustle of the holiday season. And, you know, Mercury was, was doing their, you know, Mercury was doing their shit with uh, Mercury retrograde, which uh, finally, you know, Mercury went direct on, uh, you know, January 1st, although we're still in that, you know, that post, that post shadow, that echo period. So things are still kind of a little wonky, I've seemed, um, but hopefully everybody is doing good with, um, with that and having, you know, the craziness, of the holidays and the crap of Mercury retrograde behind us. And we're moving forward into the new year. So, uh, Let's see. So the holidays for me um, were really quiet, um, not like quiet, quiet. Um, there was still a lot of, you know, stuff to do and, you know, people around our, our kids came home from Tampa for a few days. So we got to spend some time with them. Um, we got to spend some time with my mother-in-law who came from New Jersey to visit. And um, just an aside, I don't know if um, any of you had seen the post that I had made in regards to um, the shop and our shop crone Zelda. Um, but my mother-in-law was the one who gifted Zelda to, to me for the shop to, to be housed in the shop is kind of like the shop's mascot. Um, so she is the, she is the OG shop mascot, not just, you know, not Raven. Raven is kind of like the boss now. Um, but Zelda, she's our crone and she keeps the shop safe and protective and keeps her, her watchful eye over and everything. But, um, my mother-in-law was the one who gifted her to me. And, um, when my mother-in-law was here visiting for the holidays, she actually got, we, we took her up to the shop and it was her first time being in the shop. She has never been in it. She has only seen pictures and videos online, you know, since the day we opened. Um, so she got to see the shop. We got to tour around and kind of give her a little glimpse of what my world was. And she got to be reunited with Zelda. So I took this, well, I should say my husband took this really sweet picture of her, um, and Zelda, like we brought her down from her little perch, um, above the windows, above their cash register. And she was kind of talking to her and, um, you know, and then we got a nice picture of her holding her. So yeah, she got to, she got to be reunited again. So for those of you who have not noticed Zelda, um, next time you're up in the shop, uh, just look up from the cash register, um, right up in between the windows sits a shelf and that is where Zelda sits. And that's, has been her perch since the day we opened back in 2020. And then, um, we also have Wanda in the back room. Um, she is actually sitting on a shelf in between the same two windows, but, um, on that side of the building. Um, but in the back room where, where we have like the antiques and the books and back near the apothecary, um, but she was also gifted to me um, from my mother-in-law, but that was just a find that she found at, at a local thrift store that she thought I would I would enjoy. But um, Zelda was actually hers and used to come out every Halloween and was a part of their home, um, you know, my husband's home growing up. So, um, so Zelda has a very special place 
um, in, in our family. And she now has her place in the shop and that's where she's been for the past three years. So it was kind of nice to have, to have that and to have that moment. But so, you know, the holidays were great. Um, Yule was nice and quiet. I did some workings here. I did some things with the coven, um, and then new year's was pretty low key. I was at the shop all day. I worked that day at the shop, helping people with like their new year's things, anything they wanted to get for any new year's spell work and such. And then I came home and I got in my comfy clothes and I spent a lot of time up here in my room, uh, doing my, my tarot reading that I do every year for myself and doing a new Grigri bag, um, that I do every new year and doing some other spell work. Um, and then after that, just kind of going downstairs and trying to stay awake until midnight so I could see the ball drop and have a little sip of champagne and then crash. So, um, I say it was, you know, pretty, pretty successful. Uh, and then the, you know, the next day we just, you know, the shops closed on Mondays and we decided to go antiquing because I am happiest when I am either walking through a cemetery or I'm walking through an antique store. So go figure. So that's how we spent, that's how we spent the day. So the holidays were great. It was great, you know, um, to have that time with friends and family. Um, I am glad that the, the busyness of it is done. Um, I am glad that Mercury retrograde is done because let me tell you, this one was hard. It was so fucking hard. Like I am still not like over it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we still are in that post period in that echo period and it's still affecting me, but this one was, this one was a bitch. And yeah, I, uh, it was just really hard. And there were times where I was just like, I am done. I am done. I am just, I am just going to curl up here in my room and lock myself in here. And I'm just not going to come out for, for a while. Um, so yeah, I'm glad I'm glad it's done. I am, I am hoping that, you know, things are going to be moving forward and get a little easier. Um, I am looking forward to the new year ahead and looking forward to, you know, things coming along with the podcast, with the shop and some just new things that I'm doing. So before I get into today's topic, um, I just wanted to kind of, kind of fill you guys in on some stuff that's coming around. So, um, with the podcast, I am hoping to bring on some more guests for interviews and everything. Um, you know, people talking about their practice, people talking about like their books or their tarot decks or whatnot, just kind of getting a variety of people in. But my, my goal also this year is to bring in people that are just, you know, either friends of mine or people who are interested that, you know, they're not authors, they're not deck creators, they're not you know, known in the magical community. Um, but just bringing them in to talk about their practice, just talk about maybe how they got started in their practice, where they're at, what their interests are. So I want to do some of that. So if you're interested, you know, definitely send me a message or send me an email. 
um, and we can set something up. And then, you know, I want to, I want to bring in some more folklore. I want to bring in some more, you know, travel, some places that you can go. You all know, I love to travel and I love to, you know, incorporate my practice into things when I travel and going to significant places. So I want to include more of that. So there's going to be a lot of different things coming along, um, with, um, with the podcast, uh, this year, and I'm excited about it. And then for the shop, you know, we're bringing in some new things, you know, always trying to bring in some new things, but we also have some new services as well. So most of you know that I have been part of the birth community for quite some time. My, my muggle job was in a hospital as birth coordinator for over 13 years. And prior to that, I was teaching childbirth education. I was a doula and everything. So I have had this longing to bring that back into my space, into my craft and into kind of like the shop. So I am now going to be offering um, ritual ceremony services for parents to be for baby blessings and even hand fasting ceremonies. So um, I'm going to be bringing in a bunch of different ritual ceremonies and, and things um, and see how they go, because I just, I just want to, I want to do a little bit more. I mean, I'm always loving to share my practice and to help people and guide people along with theirs. So I figured why not start, um, start here. And then I'm also looking at some other things that will be in the works. So, um, to be, to be announced, um, at a later date. So definitely make sure you're checking in, definitely make sure you're not only following the podcast, uh, socials, but following the, the shop socials as well, because that's, where we announce all of that fun stuff. So with that being said, this week's topic is going to be on wands. So I get, you know, I get asked a little bit about wands and everything. And for those of you who may not know back, back in 2020 during, during the pandemic and during the time where, uh, Steve was on furlough from his job because of the pandemic, um, he decided he was going to start hand crafting wands. So he started finding tree branches that had, you know, fallen in our yard, um, and kind of like walking around the neighborhood and finding, you know, branches and everything that were down sticks and whatnot. And he started carving and whittling away and making wands. And he started making one specifically for me. So he's made me a few out of some different, some different, um, some different wood, uh, he even made one out of a root, which is really cool. Uh, and then I was like, you know what? We need to like make these for the shop. So he started making them for the shop and we we had them for a bit. And unfortunately, right now we don't have any because, you know, life, time, work for him. Um, I'm hoping he'll get back into it maybe uh, on some on some downtime. But you know, we, I always get asked about wands and how they're used in a practice and in what they're used for and how do you know which one to get and everything. So I figured this week, let's talk about it. So I have this awesome book here, um, that I actually had gotten for Steve specifically because he was making wands. I thought maybe it might help him, but it is called wand lore, um, by Alfarian. 
Gwyndian McLear, and I am probably butchering that name. Anyways, um, it is a great book. It talks about like the history of wands. It talks about all the different wands and it goes by element. Um, so, you know, earth, air, fire, water, and the different, the different trees and everything that can be used for different, um, different intentions and everything. And, different, um, different workings, you know, whatever you resonate with. Some people will go by like what tree, um, is in their, like their, their charts. I think it, I think it's the Celtic, um, I believe has the, the trees listed by birthday. If I'm wrong, forgive me. Um, but, um, you can look up to see like what tree goes along with, um, your date of birth. Um, so some people go with that. Some people go with what resonates with them or what the meaning of the tree is. So there's a lot going on there, but I like this book. It, it goes into a lot of great detail. So if you're looking for a book that's on, that's strictly on wands, um, definitely look into this. Um, and that's where I'm going to kind of be referencing a lot of, um, on today's topic. So I love it because when you, when you open it up and it starts going into the chapters, there is, there is a quote and it is wand lore is a complex and mysterious branch of magic. And that was by Mr. Ollivander from the Harry Potter books. Um, and this was actually came from Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. So, you know, I like me some Harry Potter. I'm a Slytherin. Um, so I just, I just liked that, that little, that little quote at the beginning of, of the book. So with, with wands. So why do we use wands? Why do we have them? You know, why do we, you know, what do we need them for? So wands are an instrument. So they are an instrument. They're a tool, just like any other tool we use, like an athame or, you know, our incense sticks, our, our tarot cards, our pendulums, you know, our crystals, they are all, they are all tools in our magical toolbox. And a wand is something that, you know, can be used to kind of extend yourself. I always like to, I always like to describe it as an extension of oneself. Same thing as like when, when using an athame, it's extending yourself. Um, heck, even like a magic spoon, you know, like you're cooking or whatever, or you're, you're using it in your rituals or whatnot to scoop your scoop, your herbs or your ingredients. That's an extension of yourself. So I like to say that a wand is an, ex an extension of you and what it does. It's an instrument that helps you, you know, convey your, your intention, convey your will kind of, um, lets you, put that intention, put that working out. It helps you put it out into the universe. Um, you know, like I said, it's an extension of you. So some people, when they're doing their work, they will hold their wand up and, you know, either point it in a specific direction, make a certain symbol with it in the air. Sometimes they will draw it in, you know, in sand or in dirt, whatever, whatever they're wanting to do, but it is an extension of you. So you are putting that, putting that manifestation, putting that intention, um, into that and putting it out into the universe. And, um, this helps just 
direct that energy. So just think of it as something as, you know, I am directing all of this energy. I am putting it into this wand and I am putting it out there. Some people will do this, like just with their hands. Like if they're not using any kind of tool, they will direct the energy to their hands. You know, they're, they're meditating on it. They're thinking on it. They are building that energy and they are putting it in their hands. So then whatever they are touching, or, you know, they're putting their hands up, they are placing them down on the ground, whatever it is that they're doing, they're directing that energy. So the wand can do the same thing. Um, some people like to use their wands just to consecrate a space, kind of like maybe you would use like your athame. Some people will have them just on their altar to hold on to, or just have as like part of their altar as an element. Um, so you can use them in, in a variety of ways. Uh, I know people that will use their wand to help them pick things, um, kind of based on how the wand feels in their hand, kind of based on what the wand does, um, you know, meaning like, does it, does it kind of feel like it vibrates a little bit? Does it feel like it's moving a little bit in your fingertips, kind of almost like a pendulum? Um, so a lot of people will use it to help them choose it. They will use it to help them, um, like pick, make decisions. So again, like I said, lots of uses for, for wands. So if you think about wands, you know, how do we, how do we get a wand? How, you know, we don't have an Ollivander's where we go and, um, you know, where the wand picks us. Um, I mean, you could, you could, I mean, there's one at universal, um, anyways, but really, um, your wand can be, can be chosen, can be picked in a variety of ways. You can specifically, like I said, go out, you can look for um, information on the the type of material that you want to use because all wands, they don't all have to be, you know, wood. They don't all have to come from a tree. Um, they can be metal. They can be crystal. Um, they can be plastic. It just kind of depends on what resonates with you. I have, I have some, um, I have some wooden ones that were, that, that Steve made for me. I have a wooden wand that I got in Salem, um, that I bought my first trip to Salem. I have a selenite wand. So it is a very long piece of selenite. Um, it's very raw cut. It's not shaped into anything. Um, and that is, that is a wand. I have a clear quartz that is kind of chunky, um, but it's long. So I consider that a wand, uh, as well. I have a, um, kind of going back on that whole spoon thing. I actually have a spoon that I just got, um, that I ordered and it has engravings on it. And then it also has a clear quartz crystal at the top. So that can be used as one. So I also have some kind of, they're not, they're not plastic. I guess you would maybe call them like a resin type. Um, it, it's kind of interesting. It's that way back, way back when, um, 
when Universal first had like the Harry Potter, um, the Harry Potter section, um, we took our kids, they were little and we went into Ollivander's and if you've never gone or you never heard of it, it's, you know, it's a small little, little shop and there's a little show in the beginning and the person playing, you know, um, I don't know if they're playing Ollivander or if they're just playing, you know, somebody who works there. Um, they do this thing and they pick somebody out of the crowd and, you know, you have to find your wand and you go through all this stuff and, you know, flick it and move it and do all this thing. And, you know, things blow up and things light up and, and then you have your, you know, aha magic moment where that's the wand. And then of course, you know, they lead you into the gift shop so you can go buy your wand. So of course we go there with our kids and they were, you know, they were smaller. They were like, you know, grade school and they get picked. We're like, okay, we are going to be walking out of here with wands. So, yep, we did. We walked out of there with the wands that chose them. And back then they were these, like, I, I want to say they're kind of like a resin type. Like if you hit them hard enough, they'll, they'll break. They're, they're not plastic. They're not wood. Um, but I, I, I can't really remember the material anyways. Um, but they each got one. And I actually have my daughters still, my son, he broke his and after a while, and I, I would have just glued it back together just to have it because you can't find these anymore, actually. Um, because now the wands that they sell are the interactive wands. Um, so I'm not even going to get into that. Look it up. You can figure out what I mean by that. So, um, but he threw it out. <laughs> so, but I do have my daughter's and it's really pretty and I keep it in its box. I, I don't use it for any of my stuff. It's more for like a, a decor piece than anything. Um, but you know, I still have it. So I have something like that. So I have a variety of things that you can use. So you can use, you know, other materials. They don't have to be wood. They don't have to be from, you know, a branch that you found in the backyard or, or whatnot. They can literally be anything. You can make it out of metal. You, you know, if you know somebody who's a blacksmith, you can have them make you one, um, you know, out of metal. So really it's, you can really choose whatever it is that you want for your wand. Um, but, if you're looking to get more something a little bit more natural to kind of connect to the earth and connect to, you know, um, to nature, then maybe you want to look around for, for a tree branch or whatnot, um, and see, see what resonates with you. Or like I said, look up your, um, your birthday, um, and see what tree is associated with that. Um, you can also maybe look under like your, like your sun sign too. If you have like a correspondences book, sometimes it'll tell you what trees correspond with that sun sign. And so you can go with that as well. Um, cause there's a variety of different, you know, pantheons that kind of, um, you know, address like what, what plant or what tree or what flower or whatnot goes along with your birthday. It just kind of depends on, um, on the, um, on the pantheon that's that, you're, you're looking up, but if you have like a correspondences book, like the, uh, the Llewellyn's book of correspondences, I believe if you look up under the, um, the Zodiac signs, I want to say that they do tell you like what tree, um, is associated with that sign. So you can, you can check that out, but, um, you could just walk around, um, 
find a stick that is shaped pretty cool. Um, I have a few of those here. Actually, um, my husband found one, one time he just found this just weird kind of twisted stick. And he's like, this one resonated with me and I'm just going to keep it. And, you know, we, I have it up here in, in my room and we, we didn't touch it. We didn't do anything with it. And then my son, he was out walking one day and he's just like here. And he brought home, he just, it was his stick. It was very plain. It was kind of stripped. It didn't really have any of like the, like the bark or anything on it. It was very, very smooth, um, small and thin. And he's like, here, I thought you would like this. And I still have it. And I actually do use that as a wand. Um, I do use it um, from time to time. So it can be things like that. You could just go and find something and you can not do anything with it. You can, you know, wrap some stuff around it. You can affix um, crystals to it if you want, feathers, charms, whatever you want to do. You can whittle at it and carve into it. You can wood burn into it, whatever it is that you want to do. If you want to craft your own wand, um, it's actually pretty fun to do, uh, and just kind of see where it, where it leads you. I know when Steve was, was making the wands, he never had a plan. He never had a plan in mind. He just kind of let the, the wood kind of like talk to him like, okay, we're going to do this spiral. Oh, okay. We're going to make this, you know, this on the handle, even down to when he was staining them, you know, some, he was like, nope, this one's just going to stay plain. It's just going to stay natural. Oh, this one needs to have a really dark handle. And then we're going to do a little light, um, coloring on, on the main part of the wand. So kind of just go and see what, what resonates with you. And it, it's, it's fun and interesting when you go out and you just happen to see it. And I don't know about you, but like when I'm out and about, I'll just see something, it'll just catch my eye. It's like my eye will go right to it. And it's like, Nope, you need that. Pick it up. It could be a stick. It could be a leaf, it could be a rock. It could be, you know, whatever. I just, I'm just like, Nope, I need it. I don't know what I'm going to do with it but I need it and it gets added to the collection. So, um, so have fun with it. You like going out and about and, and seeing, you know, what you can find do that. So a few things, if you want to know a little bit, I'll give you just a little brief information here about like some different, um, trees and their, their elements. So if we're looking at the element of earth, so if you resonate with the element of earth, um, you know, that nice grounding energy, that, that feeling of, you know, safety and comfort, then maybe you want to look into a rowan tree or an elder or an ash or, um, juniper maple is a good one. So we have a maple tree in the backyard and that's where most of our wands, um, came from when, when Steve was making them. Um, elm is also another, um, another good one, the element of air. Uh, so, you know, this is all that, you know, the things that we think, the things that we focus on, um, you know, all of that, uh, energies, you can look at Hawthorn, the lilac, cedar, apple, the walnut tree. Um, so, we have then the element of fire. So action, creativity, passion, um, oak, holly, redwood, cherry, beach. 
Uh, these are all great ones. Um, the element of water, you know, water is always emotions. Water is that, you know, that, that heart center, our emotions. So we can look at spruce and pine, birch, willow, poplar. So these are all some great, great things that you can look into if you're looking for a specific element, maybe to, um, to work with, with your, with your tree, with your trees and, um, kind of helping you pick your wand. Um, like thinking about also like with correspondences, like maybe your intention for the wands. Like if we go back to the element of earth and we talk about the elder, that's for regeneration, um, junipers for transforming, um, with the element of air, the hawthorn tree is for guarding lilac is for imagination, um, cedar is for cleansing for the element of fire. Um, we have Oak, which helps with opening things, opening possibilities, um, redwood for aspiring cherry for desire and beach for learning, um, with water, with that water element, we have that spruce and pine. This is things for like turning, like we need to turn the tables. We need to adjust things. Birch is great for beginnings. Willow is for weaving. And I kind of like that because, you know, you see a willow tree, how it like hangs down. And I always used to think when I was little that all those little, little branches, you know, you could kind of like weave them into something. So that's kind of, I kind of like that. And like the poplar is like for feeling and for, you know, connecting. So kind of think about what it is that you want to do. Um, when it comes to your wand and just see where it takes you, base it off of your intention, base it off of your element, base it off of the materials that you want. Like I said, you can do whatever it is that you, that you want to do. I have several wands, like I mentioned, and I use them at different times for different things. Um, like I mentioned that I have that one that was made out of a root. Whenever I'm doing some stuff where I need a little bit of grounding and I need to really connect, I will use that one. So, you know, kind of have fun with it. All right. Hopefully this helps. So um, this week's card of the week is the fool. And the fool card is all about going out of that comfort zone, being spontaneous, taking a chance just doing something that, Hey, you don't know how it's going to turn out. You don't know what the end result is going to be, but Hey, we're going to try, we're going to try, we're going to do it. We're going to do something fun. We're going to get out of that comfort zone and we're going to carpe diem. Okay. So do something this, this week that gets you out of your comfort zone, you know, get you out of your comfort zone. It's that new, it's a new year. Try something new, you know, try something new, see where it takes you. And, uh, yeah, have fun with it. Maybe, uh, maybe look into finding your wand and creating it. There you go. So thank you so much for joining me this week. This has been a production of the still room music by Breakmaster cylinder. Don't forget to check out our Facebook group, awaken the witch. It is always there. It's the awesome little coven online where you can share memes and ask questions and just kind of have some fun. And, uh, and then, you know, don't forget, 
check out our Facebook and Instagram for the shop. And don't forget about the Facebook and Instagram for the podcast and Miss Raven. She has her own Instagram as well. So don't forget to check out all of that, especially if you want to learn some more information, get a card of the day, uh, find out what's going on in the shop, what new things are going on, whether it is in shop, if you're in town or online or what we have going on virtually. Um, that is how you stay in touch. So thank you so much for joining me this week. I hope that the year ahead is an amazing one for you. Go ahead and work on using that fool energy this week. And I will see you soon. Talk to you later. Take care, witches. Blessed be.